I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 8th, 2012. As always, I suggest newcomers make use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Lots of free audios for download where hopefully you'll start to understand the big system you're born into and how everything's run by deception and doublespeak and so on. Uh, a plan, of course, that knows where it's going, directed by a definite head that's been in the business for an awful long time of taking over the whole world and all of its resources, including human resources, and even modifying us along the way, by the way, and uh, and how they plan to really re-engineer the whole planet to suit themselves for the future. A very old story, lots of books put out in the past about it by the big players themselves. These are the guys who give you your culture. These are the guys who even debase you and make you like it. Of course, it's quite easy to debase and make people like it so that they can get to massive governmental agencies and bureaucracies all set up to take care of the fallout, and that's what you're going through now. Mind you, you've got a lot more to go as they really move in to start handling the so-called debt crisis. Anyway, help yourself to the website. Remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can keep me going by buying the books and to just uh, cutting through com. And you can donate as well because I don't bring on advertisers as guests. I don't sell other products. I don't sell things to make you live forever or any of that stuff. It's not a business. It's just the, the plain truth, basically. So from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can um, donate or purchase the books using a personal check or an international postal money order from the post office. You can send cash or you can use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal once again. And straight donations are really, really awfully, awfully welcome. But most folk never really figured out that they're in a system that's that's really designed and catered for, and every step of the system is planned long in advance from that you're actually going through the system. You understand, these guys run the world like a chessboard, and before the first move is made on that chessboard, they've already figured out the whole game. You don't even know you're on the chessboard. You don't even know there's a game going on. You think we're somehow stumbling down through time willy-nilly and politicians deal with crises as they come up out of nowhere. Nothing is further from the truth. Every major war you're seeing and, and you're living through a perpetual war now, that's what they call it in the military, perpetual war. I've read the articles from their own magazines. Uh, it was designed a long, long time ago, long before 9-11. And even all the countries they wanted to take out were all put on, on the new American centuries list and the ones from Israel as well. They were identical. So we're watching this all happen. We're paying for all too, by the way. And the big corporations uh, reap the benefits because they go in and grab up the oil fields and the resources and the mineral rights and the water rights, big money in water over there. And, uh, of course, the peasants left with nothing. And just like we back home who are paying for all are left with nothing except the debt. That's the system you're really living in, folks. And we live under a, a communist dictatorship, you see with all the bureaucracies running our lives from birth to death, with the fascists on top, 
because that's how the big banker boys planned it that way. And I've gone through the history of the guys who set up the first open organization to do this job, which was the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which is also the Council on Foreign Relations. They came out and they published what they wanted to do. The world was all wrong. They want to reorganize it all to suit themselves and run it properly. Not like you making your own decisions at the bottom, all you little people. That's just too untidy. And so they'd make sure that they'd have government agencies running it all for you. And they also funded the communist side of things, the, the Bolshevik revolution, and they funded communism right through its whole existence. And communism is a vital part for running the masses. That's why the fascists at the top really truly like it. You understand what fascism and communism really are. Most folk don't go into it, and the big boys at the top don't mind playing both together, using both together, and merging them. That's the ideal system. That's the real dialectic and the synthesis. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and I've talked many times about the Council on Foreign Relations, the big agency, this private organisation that tells governments what to do. They're the biggest think tank, they claim, for governments across the whole planet. They have one for the whole EU, this big Soviet EU that they have over there in Europe. And uh, they have ones in every country across the planet, same organisation running the whole show. And they also run all the media, the mainstream media and the other agents in every, uh, actually they're the main journalists actually for every major newspaper out there across the whole planet. But it's interesting too, their history when the Royal Institute for International Affairs under uh, Lord Grey and uh, Mandel House set up in the US, they, they opened up two main newspapers as a start. You see, one was the New York Times, because like the Times, you see, the Times of India, Times of London, Times, New York Times, and they also opened up the Christian Science Monitor of all things. But here's from the CFR's Christian Science Monitor. It says, presidential debates why $600 billion fiscal cliff was barely mentioned during any perceived debates. This is for the third and final presidential debate between President Obama and Mitt Romney in Boca Raton. On Monday night, it says, produced one word that neither candidate had uttered in any of their previous two-time tilts sequester. It says, the Washington Post reports put President Obama plans to veto any bill to head off automatic tax hikes and spending cuts at the end of the year unless congressional Republicans agree to, take, to raise tax hikes for families making more than $250,000 a year. The sequester $109 billion in automatic spending cuts scheduled for January the 1st. You can see austerity start to kick in in the States because that's how they're bringing it in. It's only one part of the fiscal cliff, a package encompassing more than $600 billion in higher taxes and lower government spending that lands on America's doorstep in the new year. Yet the larger fiscal cliff issue didn't get a mention in the presidential contenders or uh, their vice presidential running mates in any of the four debates between the two sides. Well, nothing gets mentioned of importance when they have these farces called elections in any country. Never mention NAFTA, GATS, the integration of the Americas, the World Trade Organization, how we're funding, still funding China to come up as a first world country, even though they're supplying the whole planet with all of its manufacturing. We're even building hospitals there. Same with India and other countries across the planet. They never mention any of these things at all, things that you never get a chance to vote on. 
You see, that's why they don't give you the chance to vote on these things because you'd all say no. Because you're running under a global system and folk haven't quite got it yet. You're completely global. It's a, it's communistic on the, on the outside, but it's fascistic at the top as the, the new feudal overlords, as Quigley said, are the CEOs of international corporations, which by the way are all on the green side for those who haven't figured that out yet too. Because they'll end up owning. On your behalf, you understand the water supplies, the food supplies, all the things that you need to live in. They'll own it all and, and, and they'll, because they're all scientific at the top and well educated, they'll make sure that no one gets more than their fair share at the bottom. You see? So, this is how the system's rigged for you all to go along with. And then, Again, from the Council on Foreign Relations, the same organization, by the way, that's really pushing global warming for causing this Hurricane Sandy, as they still refuse to put stuff in and let aid come into New York City. All the unions, by the way, don't want the aid coming in because massive money they're going to get eventually for repairing everything themselves. So they're really hyping up, lengthening all the chaos for as long as you possibly can because they've got to keep it fresh in the public's minds that this was a hurricane and they're trying to say it's one of the worst ones they ever had. Yet yesterday I mentioned all the hurricanes that happened in the 1800s. I think one year they had seven of them alone. And we don't remember these things, you see. So they, they really make good um, opportunities out of crisis. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I've said that a 100,000 times because that's what they say themselves at the CFR. So anyway, this the fiscal cliff as, as the Trump, a bundle of momentous tax increases and spending cuts due to take effect at the end of 2012 and early 2013. And total measures are set to automatically slash the federal budget deficit by $607 billion, or approximately 4% of the GDP between uh, 2012 and 2013, according to the Congressional Budget Office. I'll put links up tonight for this too, remember, at cuttingthroughmedics.com. So the abrupt, the abrupt, the abrupt uh, onset of such significant budget austerity in the midst of a still fragile economic recovery, what recovery, has led most economists to warn of a double-dip recession. I love all these little terms. They have a double-dip recession in 2013 if Washington fails to intervene in a timely fashion, which means borrowing more money from the international money lenders. So I'll put this link up tonight for those who care to yawn at it. Also, I've got on and on about all the perversions that are going on across the world because, you see, the whole world's been brought in through entertainment and through education uh, and Planned Parenthoods and the United Nations with all their sex education for teeny boppers. We've been brought into absolute degradation, you understand? And part of all, too, is to take your children off you as well and get as many children in under the state auspices as possible. Remember, Bertrand Russell said that. He says, we, he said, we used to think we'd have to remove every child from their parents because they're contaminated with old-fashioned ideas of their culture and nationhood and so on. He says, but we found it's, it's easier to let the parents simply pay uh, to have the child there, they can take care of the economic side of it, and the school, through its own scientific indoctrination, will make sure that the, nothing the parents say will ever rub off on the child. The media, and it says, and education would give them their new culture. Well, that's happened. But sometimes they still go ahead and take an awful lot of children off of parents, especially, uh, you'll find and I found this actually from emails I get. People who are aware of what's going on, the children know about it too. They've said something at school and the children are gone. They're just grabbed by the authorities because they're contaminated with different ideas than the PC ones you're getting from, from above, you see. 
But even in the, the, in the Indian reservations too, you've got a Winnipeg police are rev- reviewing a gripping video of a confrontation with a Cree woman and child services. And so I'll put this up tonight, so it's a video, you'll see it, and how the cops came into her home as well to seize her children. And um, apprehend is the term the police actually used, apprehend her children, to take her children away. It's happening all over the world now, it's big business as well for the agencies that get them. Because you're living in a different state than the one that you somehow imagine that you're in. Also in Ireland, this referendum on the rights of the child that came really from the United Nations. You understand, the United Nations is set up with its charter to eliminate any personal charter or bill of rights that any country has. I hope you understand that. They've actually got articles at the United Nations about their charter talking about this, as to override all of this. And all the guys who signed this into law in 1946, every prime minister and president, were guilty of treason, by the way, if you don't have not figured it out by now. They sold your countries all out. So it says Irish Children's Rights Referendum will make children property of the state, says a U.S. legal expert. And Dublin, it says, um, uh, a proposed children's rights amendment to the Irish Constitution will make children creatures of the Irish state, totally subject to the whims of state officers who can order them adopted out to strangers without even judicial review, an American legal expert has warned. The public is set to vote on the, ref- on the wording, which is described by the experts as frightening, on November the 10th. Uh, Michael Vaca, a lawyer with the group Alliance Defending Freedom, a non-governmental organization focusing on religious freedom and family law issues, says the language places the rights of the child at odds with the rights of their parents and the family, a move that is in direct contradiction to the Convention on the Rights of the Child. That's the United Nations one to which Ireland is signatory. See, it's all done through these darn treaties that the boys at the top sign without consulting the general public. And what it does is to say, open, mind you, paedophilia is, is going full blast today because I've, over the last two weeks I've read so many articles from the big boys themselves, even as far back as the 1970s from Planned Parenthood and the United Nations talking about doing away with the consensual age for sex for children because there's so many paedophiles up in the system running the system. I understand the perverts run your system. I, I don't know if you've figured that out yet. I really don't think folk have really figured that out yet. Look at the trash you're watching on TV. Every television station across the planet. In the 60s, the, the, the Council on Foreign Relations held their, a world meeting in, in England. And the whole meeting was to decide whether Britain and the, 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 the couple of um, TV studios they had there and the BBC should give the world its new culture through other entertainment. Because that's how you get your culture. That's how the changes through entertainment. Or should the U.S. get it and settle eventually after two weeks' debate on the U.S. doing it? So it all comes from Hollywood, New York, and so on. And it's aimed at destroying all that was to bring in the new, if you haven't forgot. Actually, it's all around you now. It's been successful. Destruction of the family unit, destruction of marriage altogether, uh, the new nuclear family, the mum and the children, and the state pays for all a form of communism, you understand. But also, true, the rights of the child, I mean, because the pedo is, what's a pedo's dream is for the child to say, well, the child cannot mumble that they accepted it after I fed them candy. You understand where it's all supposed to go? I'm not kidding about this. Adults designed all this for pedophilia. And you get no more sexual abuse than in these foster homes. I've got stacks of articles here about that. They like this kind of stuff. These are the creatures that get up in power. They're psychopathic pedophiles. 
Anyway, I'll put this up tonight and another one too to do with the Irish um, uh, debate on this and we'll see what happens there. And, um, and actually one of them says children's referendum set to proceed despite a court ruling. It says the children's referendum will proceed despite a Supreme Court ruling that the government acted wrongfully in part of its 1.1 million euro information campaign. That's what they put up. That's what they spent. The government spent their taxpayers' money to brainwash the people. So this morning, the five-judge Supreme Court agreed with Dublin man Mark McChrystal's claim that extensive passages in the government's information booklet and on its website about Saturday's vote were in breach of rules designed to ensure a fair, equal and impartial playing field in referendum debates. So they use your tax money to brainwash you so that this, and, and get nothing back. There's no opposing side to get any cash to fight it, you see. That's the system you live in, folks. You're under totalitarianism. That's what globalism is all about. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the big corrupt system in which we live. It's always been this way, mind you. And uh, they have lots of neuroscientists and behaviorists and uh, and all these kinds of people working at the top to make sure, through public relations marketing companies, which is propaganda, to make sure you get the wrong idea, which you think you're living in a Disneyland and everything happens happy and bunnies talk to deers and things like that, you see. Nothing is further from the truth. And you're also taught all the guys at the top are somehow superior and they're there to make sure everything works well for you. The first trick of, of robbing people of their rights is to come out and say that you need us because nasty things will happen to you if you don't have us in power. That's how they rob you of your rights to start with, you see. It's all simple trickery. But we find, for instance, as this, uh, there's so much paedophilia in Britain going on right now, and they're really annoyed and upset about it at the high levels. You know, they, they, they take children from homes and put them up to noble families for a, a weekend's party and stuff like that. So much has come out recently. And they close ranks at the top. They always say this. When one of them's accused at the top, they always close ranks, all the nobility, and they don't want to go any further. And the media generally obliges with them because uh, all their top editors belong to the Council on Foreign Relations, Royal Institute for International Affairs, this private organization. And they come up with new terms, of course, to try, and, and techniques that the, that the neuroscientists have told them to use to throw you off the track and shut you up. There's a lot of terms with that. I've mentioned before about uh, neuroscience and how they're into uh, creating either neologisms altogether or bending uh, uh, words to suit themselves. I mean, at one time, gay meant happy. And I refuse to say homosexuals are gay, you see. Because the heirs group and the guys that worked with Theo Adorno came up with the terminology, use of terminology to, to bend the way that you think about things, you see. So gay always meant happy. Which obviously means if you call them gay, it means the heterosexuals are unhappy. Understand? Do you understand how this works now? I push you at a disadvantage. You see, you're unhappy, you're an unhappy person. Subconsciously, this is how it works. And you're supposed to parrot what they give you, the words that they give you. Never let them first give you the words, and then you start using them. Never do that with anything. You understand? Because these are techniques that even Sunstein talks about. 
and this sets you to a default position where you're brainwashed through guilt, even though you've done nothing wrong, to go back to the default position and feel embarrassed that you've opened your mouth at all. So anyway, I knew they'd used this card, and David Cameron of Britain has warned of gay witch hunt over child abuse claims. What else can they think up? You see, they've got to just try and nip it in the bud. So even even though that there's girls too uh, being abused by these pedos that brought up this one, it says David Cameron fears a witch hunt against gay people, he says homosexual people, but those commenting online about child abuse allegations, he's made his comments on this morning television show after being unexpectedly handed a list of names of people who, who the ITV One show's presenter said were being mentioned online as pedophiles. The PM was addressing historic claims of a paedophile ring linked to number 10 Downing Street. That's the Prime Minister's office. Mr. Cameron did not rule out one inquiry into abuse claims, but said the priority was to get to the truth quickly. Well, that's the last thing they'll ever do. Ever. Last thing. They can't allow it to go any higher. Online gossip says, The allegations were raised by Labour MP Tom Watson in the Commons, uh, House of Commons a fortnight ago. And by the way, Tom Watson was, was had uh, some really nasty threats made to him for coming out with this stuff. There have also uh, since been claims by a victim that an unnamed prominent conservative politician from the Thatcher era was involved in abuse in North Wales. This morning, presenter Philip Schofield told the uh, Prime Minister that there were lots of allegations circulating online about people who might have carried out abuse. Mr Cameron said he had heard all sorts of names being bandied about. But anyway, he says, he's trying to say, oh, it's a witch hunt, it's a witch hunt, he says, you see. That's the t- so here's, here's your neuroscientists, the ones that advise governments how to twist the brains of the general public again by terminology. And as I say, the, uh, the Weather Underground uh, came out with the ideas of using specific terminology that would put everyone else at a disadvantage. It's like saying Nazi or something, you see. I understand even a homophobic, if you use their terms homophobic, you fall into the trap again. Because homophobic means a fear of homosexuals, you see. Uh, which, you know, phobic means, that, and then they put it under psychiatric, psychiatric uh, uh, lines, you see. Oh, you've got a psychiatric problem. You're phobic about this. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. You simply have a preference on something. Or something may disgust you. We're all allowed to be disgusted. Every child, as I say, that stands in a dog poo by mistake, or a cow patty, goes yuck without anyone telling them to do it. That's just how it, they react to it. That's a fact, folks. And when you're told what to think, then something's wrong with the system. You cannot have this kind of political correctness because that's what ran the Soviet era and every other totalitarian regime. When you, when you're, you cannot speak your mind about anything. Every, anyone should be able to see, speak their mind about anything at all. And you can call them crazy or whatever. Who cares? But they should really speak their mind about whatever they want to. But don't use the terminology that these boys have dreamt up for you that puts you in a bad light or puts you at a disadvantage just by using it. Now, Jimmy Savile now is linked to North Wales child abuse scandal, it says. This is a big paedophile ring. And, of course, it was glossed over by the same, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of noble investigation a long time ago that they got nowhere, of course. And as his boys reportedly molested to entertain Savile at Bryn Eston Care in Wrexham, North Wales, one victim said he was raped repeatedly by deputy head of the home, uh, Peter Howarth, it says. And also, um, 
Savile, Jimmy Savile was there and other bigwigs. I'll also put a video up with this guy talking about it tonight. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix, just reading about the, all the perversion that's going on in high places and how they go to incredible lengths to try and cover it up before it gets any higher. And it, believe you me, it, it could go an awful lot higher because there's so much evidence sitting there. But um, talking about even Savile with his big pedophile ring there. Uh, to do with children's homes and so on. And uh, it says one of the victims told the Sun newspaper that Howarth, this is one of the guys who worked there, pulled down his pajama bottoms in front of Savile. I was helpless as Jimmy watched. And Jimmy thought it was funny entertainment. This happened to a number of boys. According to Ben, Savile would ask him, what do you want me to do? Uh, Can I fix it for you? One of his TV shows was called Jim Will Fix It. The victim added, he kept on looking at me and smiling and laughing. Then he started rubbing my leg. After that, I went to bed, but he had other children brought up to him. And this particular uh, children's home in Wrexham, Wales, was closed uh, after following claims of abuse in the 70s and 80s. It was a widespread, massive pedophile ring that stretched all across England, actually. Howarth was one of the few people convicted through the original North Wales police investigation in child abuse carried out between 91 and 93. Maybe the police get their orders from the top as well, remember. And of course, since they work for the government, potentially the Crown, they have to take orders from there if they're told to just get a few low-level ones and then close the case. Anyway, Howard was jailed in 94 for 10 years for sexually abusing teenage boys. He actually died in jail. Another victim of Bryn Easton was Steve Mesham, who claimed he was repeatedly abused as a child by a senior member of the Conservative Party, as well as others. Yesterday, he told Channel 4 News that he passed photographs of children being abused, including himself, to the police, but they failed to act. Understand, the police don't serve the public. Understand that they never have. And Britain's a completely Masonic association. Every cop has got his little, his little there, uh, photographs on it, on it, when you, inside their houses. And so did their parents, by the way. They're so proud of them. One of them's the Masonic regalia, of course, for one photograph. They're one's their police outfit as well. And the Duke of Kent, of course, is the head of the, the Masons for Britain. He also said the men who abused him as a teenager quickly, frequently threatened him, saying, if you tell anyone, I'll have you killed. That's quite the threat, eh? He also said the men who abused him as a teenager frequently threatened him. And then he says, the Home Secretary, Theresa May, said that a new investigation into the allegations of child abuse by a senior Tory is right and proper amidst doubts over whether a previous public inquiry was appropriate. Well, it was kind of washed up, the last one. They kind of were told to clamp down on it and say no more. And Jimmy Savile invited the guests to the royal party on Prince Charles's behalf, it says here. Prince Charles enlisted Jimmy Savile as a royal party organiser and asked him to invite guests to Kensington Palace on his behalf, it's emerged. 
sadly invited a group of children, uh, television producers, I should say, involved in ITV Telethon in 1988 to a cocktail party at the palace. He was not involved with the telethon, of which Prince Charles was a patron and did not attend the party. Paul Lane, former director of programs at Television Southwest, who took one of Savile's calls, said several of his colleagues were contacted and many thought it was weird that the star was involved in organising royal engagements for against Prince Charles. He was phoning to invite the producers, one from each station, to go to the cocktail party in Kensington Palace. He said he was phoning from the Prince's office on behalf of Prince Charles. He said he'd been asked to organise a get-together as Prince Charles was so pleased with the telethon he wanted to say thank you. Savile's role apparently at the heart of Charles's household was confirmed by spokesman for the Prince. It will increase scrutiny of the heir's dealings with the now-disgraced TV star. Savile heavily publicised his closeness to the royals, giving the impression, some observers believe, of approval from the highest stratum of British society that may have helped him to hide his criminal activity in plain sight. Another one on Savile here says this one. Detectives had a cast made of Savile's teeth to check against bite marks left on the bodies of the Yorkshire Ripper victims. Some of them were found next to his apartment. It says police knew Savile used prostitutes, according to the friend of the dentist, and two bodies were found with bites on their breasts at the time. Ex-police officer has named Savile as a potential Ripper suspect. Peter Sutcliffe, that's the guy they actually nabbed for being a ripper, has rubbish claims that Savile abused anyone at Broadmoor Mental Hospital, where he's a patient, where Savile visited them too. Yorkshire Ripper says he claims Savile was his friend and donated money to charities Sutcliffe supported. Well, money's always good with children, isn't it? That's how they get their way. So anyways, I say there's a video with this too, and um, you see Peter Sutcliffe, the murderer, with Sir Jimmy Savile. Uh, quite something, really, isn't it? Quite something when you really think what's really going on. But it happens all across the world because, you see, the psychopathic characters at the top are into all of this stuff. See, they live for thrills, psychopaths. And they're the only ones who can absolutely, without any inhibitions whatsoever, to really enjoy sex. There's, no, there's nothing there in the back of their mind at all. And that's standard psychopathic behavior. They utterly enjoy it in front of anybody, too. It doesn't matter with them. So... Of course, uh, they get so many thrills. They would live for the next thrill and the next thrill. Well, where do you go where you've had all these different thrills? Now, here's an article here to do with, and this is something else. I can't read it all. It's so long. These are politicians in Britain and councillors, town councillors, generally belong to the Labour Party in Britain, and who have been actually convicted of sexual assault in the last few years alone. And these, these are the ones who have been caught and convicted. This is June 2008. Timothy Edmeads, 33, Labour Party super activist and events organiser to Labour Lord Mayor, abused his position of trust when he sexually assaulted the two children on swimming trips. October 2011, a councillor, a town councillor, narrowly avoided jail after he admitted to a doctor he'd been looking at child abuse images. John Butcher had 400 images of child abuse on his computers. 48 of these were at level 4, one level below the very worst kind of images. May 2005, Liam Temple, Labour councillor and former mayor of Halton, Cheshire, commanded, uh, convicted of inciting a child under 16 to commit an act of gross indecency, jailed for six months at Chester Crown Court for offering a 12-year-old girl money to grope her. 
September 2008, members of the establishment refused to accept pedophiles' depravity. Roger Tukwas uh, sentenced this Friday to a minimum of four and a half years in prison as part of an inter- indeterminate sentence for 17 other crimes relating to child abuse. They include molesting two of his step-granddaughters and the possession of 260 photographs, including 102 level fives, which mean they contain images of children being tortured or raped. November 2008, two men jailed for sexual activity with 14-year-old girls had been thrown out of the British National Party when this is another political, par- political party when their offences came to light. It was revealed Ian Richard Handel, 32 of Churchwalk, Blackburn, and Andrew Paul Wells, 49, were jailed on Thursday for a total of five years and three months. February 2004, former Brentham councillor John Pilkington has been jailed for 21 months for amassing a huge quantity of sickening child pornography over a seven-year period. Yours is one of the worst collections of child pornography. It's been my misfortune to have a look at, said the judge, Scott Wollstenholm. August 2008, a conservative ex-deputy mayor who sexually assaulted a teenager girl and kept child porn while a member of police authority he was a member of police authority, was spared jail. Ben Redzel, 29, admitted assaulting the 19-year-old at her home after a night out at Colchester, Essex, last August, and also 10 child offences as well. Police had found indecent images of children, which dated from 2000, at his home in Melton, Suffolk. Uh, January 2006, the arrest of the man at the head of a massive paedophile network led police to a pervert in Coventry. It emerged Roderick Rowley, who stood as a candidate for the British National Party in Coventry's Woodlands Ward in the local elections in 2004, was jailed for 15 months in December after sending obscene images involving children. November 2008, a former city councillor was given a five-year jail sentence for molesting an 11-year-old boy and threatening the youngster's mother in a bid to cover his tracks. Ex-Paston councillor Gilbert Benn, 48, was locked up at Peterborough. Crown Court yesterday, having earlier been found guilty of twice attempting to rape the young boy in the city. Terry Power was a Labour Party councillor in Dagenham, London. Terry Power would roam the streets looking for to prey on youngsters who found themselves in a hard-up lifestyle from single-parent families. He molested and took indecent photographs of three young boys. Power, known was known as the Beast of uh, Dagenham, was found guilty but only given a 30-month jail sentence. The photos of the children in the Labour Party council councillor were shown to the jury who were sickened by what Terry Power had done. 2003, Labour councillor Newham, London, uh, Greg Vincent, who was the election agent to Labour MP Tony Banks at the 2001 general election, was convicted and given a two-year community rehabilitation order in 2003 for possession of hardcore child abuse films and photos featuring children as young as eight. August 2006, the former chairman of Long Sutton Parish Council has been jailed for three months after admitting downloading and distributing child pornography. Christopher Duckworth, 64, of Bingham Court, Long Sutton, admitted five charges of distributing indecent images of children. August 2003, a senior clerk at the House of Commons as a parliament in Britain, he used his work computer to download hardcore child pornography, has been jailed for one year. Philip Lyon was also found guilty on Tuesday of using his home computer to collect more than 1,000 images of children, some of whom were toddlers, that's two or three years of age, subjected to disgusting sexual acts. 
April 2012, an ex-counselor caught downloading indecent images of children walked free from court after a judge said he had contributed to society. Andrew Lamont, 53, copied 207 images of girls as young as 8 to his computer, 27 of which were level 4, the second most serious level. He must have had some strings pulled as well. December 2009, a Labour councillor who was arrested in a Belfast hotel room 2007 with his 17-year-old boyfriend has failed in a bid to bring a legal challenge against the police Hull City councillor Stephen Bales for his son was found with his boyfriend Dale Martin, who was 17 when he was arrested at the time. The legal age of consent for gaming in Northern Ireland was 18. It's now been lowered to 16 in line with the rest of the UK. They're actually pushing it down to 14 through the United Nations. June 2007, a Hampshire councillor who set up a spy camera to secretly film a woman and two teenage girls using his bathroom has been jailed for four months. These are all councillors, people who work for your local councillors and, and cities and politicians. Neil Redrup, a Ministry of Defence database manager at the time, put the camera on an earring cupboard with the lens spying through a hole in his room. Redrup, 45, regularly invited teenagers to parties at his home. A former Conservative politician has been jailed for six and a half years for five sex offences involving three girls under 14 years old, including one charge of rape. Stephen Mullins, 52, former of Lynx Avenue, Helsden, was sentenced at Norwich Crown Court. May 2007, a man responsible for distributing indecent images of children to an online paedophile network was yesterday sentenced to three years imprisonment. Liberal Democrat counsel candidate 26-year-old Carl Linden, a civil servant from Camberwell, London, SE5, was arrested when his details were found on a computer seized in a separate arrest. December 2008, former deputy mayor and councillor of Harrogate has been sentenced to eight months in prison for attempting to groom a 13-year-old girl for sex. They love to groom them in preparation for it all. Morris Lightfoot of Dryden Close, built in Harrogate, was caught in a a sting operation by an administrator on a social networking site. April 2009, a councillor was jailed for six years yesterday for police found an illegal gun and 2,000 decent images of children at his home. Officers were called to Wigan Town Hall after being told that Joseph Shaw had been caught with indecent images of children on his home computer. 2009, June, former Conservative councillor who became infatuated with a 13-year-old girl and sexually assaulted her has been jailed for eight years. David Kirkton, 55, of Longsbank Harlow, admitted committing three sexual offences on the girl during an eight-month period. November 2011, the agent of Labour, Member of Parliament, Chris Bryant, has been imprisoned after he was caught with a huge stash of the most serious child pornography police have ever seen. Stephen Carnell, who was a chairman on the Primary School Board of Governors in Mr Bryant's South Wales constituency, was sentenced to three years in jail. September 2002, former Conservative councillor Louise Burroughs failed to convince Doncaster magistrate she was acting in self-defence when she was found guilty of attacking three children with a whip after a window in her house had been smashed. A 13-year-old boy was left with bruising on his leg after being hit three times. A 9-year-old boy was hit twice and a 12-year-old girl was slapped as she attempted to ride off on her bicycle. The magistrate gave Burroughs a six-month community rehabilitation order and ordered her to pay compensation of £75 each to both boys plus costs of £300. 2004, Conservative councillor for Felixstowe, Suffolk, David Smith, accepted a police caution for downloading child porn in 2004, placed on the sex offenders register for five years. 
Sir Ian Horobin was convicted and jailed for four years for indecency in 1952 after paying young boys for sex. Sir Ian MacDonald Horobin, 16 November 18, was it, 5th of June 1976, was a British Conservative Party politician. July 2004, an ex-Tory as Conservative Party official who went on the run after raping a six-year-old girl has been jailed for ten years. Stephen Mertens, 53, was arrested in May 1990 while Secretary of the Hackney and South Shoreditch Conservative Association. 2001, former Conservative Party councillor Bradford Yorkshire, Jim Merrick, received a nine-month jail sentence suspended and placed on the sex offenders register for 10 years in 2001 after being convicted of multiple sex attacks on little girls between the ages of 9 and 10. And it says here, or 9 and 12, I should say. In 2001, former Lord Mayor of Portsmouth and Tory Parter Councillor leader jailed Freddie Emery Wallace was found guilty of indecently assaulting two boys and jailed for nine months in 2001. Emery Wallace attacked the two teenage paper boys above the shop he owned in Leith Avenue, Paul's Grove in the 60s and in the 70s. This is nine, he's the one in 1987. It's going far back. Tory Conservative Party Member of Parliament for Barry K. Essex, Harvey Proctor, what an unfortunate name for him, convicted and fined a total of 1,450 in 1987 for sex offences of, uh, of a sadomasochistic nature against teenage boys and was forced to resign. February 1997, Conservative Councillor Michael Howden jailed for five and a half years for the rape of a teenage girl. Howden's high-profile Liverpool Crown Court case came to a dramatic end when he was jailed for the rape and sexually molesting another 17-year-old girl. July 1999, a teacher and former Conservative parliamentary candidate was jailed for child net porn offences yesterday. Michael Powell, 51, sentenced to three years by Cardiff Crown Court for downloading 16,600 pictures of children from the web. Powell, who was Conservative Mayor of Bridgend, South Wales, in 1984. March 2008, a would-be Exeter City councillor who was jailed for four years after offering to pay £500 for sex with young girls is no longer a member of the Labour Party. Richard Harris, 28, of Union Street, Exeter, was jailed for four years after admitting seven charges of inciting sexual activity had unsuccessfully contested seats across the city at the elections in 2006 and 2007 and last year for Labour. 2005, disgraced ex-councillor Dean Jenkins jailed yesterday for possessing, possessing market, making and distributing thousands of pornographic images of children. Newport Crown Court heard the images of young boys range from level 1 to the most severe, which is level 5. A former councillor who indecently assaulted an 8-year-old girl has been jailed for two and a half years. Mills 55 prayed in a child now aged 16 as she played in her bedroom when he babysat. This is not even one-eighth of the way through. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and after reading a fraction of this long, long list of the ones who are actually convicted in high positions, I think Mr. Cameron, yes, she should have some kind of witch hunt and what's going on today as well. I think lots of folk would agree with me too. Now, as I say too, uh, there's another one too from The Guardian. It, it talks about inquiries fail abused children because, you see, the, the, the inquiries are rigged, folks. There's too many important people involved. And what they always say is, we've well, got to stop this now or the people lose confidence in the government system. 
That's what they always say with everything like that. And that's the great way that they, they, they close ranks and just shut up about it. The cops are told to look the other way and get on to other things. This is standard stuff. You run by perverts. Perverts have been running you for a long time. Actually, you don't even know the history of your own cultural takedown, do you? I've read the books on the air from the CIA who were given uh, carte blanche after World War II to bring in this new culture, supposedly to show how avant-garde America and the West was compared to the staged Soviet system. What a lot of nonsense that is, because they, they destroyed the culture in the process. And you have to look into who was put in charge of it. You'd be quite surprised of giving you the culture that step-by-step, step, Fabian-style, took you right down until you have Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood out again, demanding they do away with the, with the consensual age for children and sex. Openly. I've read the articles this week on the air. And from the United Nations as well. You better start to understand what's running all of this at the top. And the characters who are suddenly elevated in the top positions. You would ask too, how come the G20 meetings and so on, when you have all these foreign dignitaries come in, will actually have it published in the paper in places like Canada, that the government has to hire prostitutes, male and female, to suit the tastes of all these visitors who are coming in, who have different tastes than uh, Europeans. Huh? How come that's all legal and we pay for it all? But it's illegal if the people here do it. What is it at the top here? You better start examining and looking at all of them, folks, because the psychopaths get to the top in this system. They promote each other. They cover for each other. You might say they're all in together. And we are just the herd at the bottom. And yet they do love to take your children. They certainly do love to take your children. Look at the agencies that grab the children out of families for all kinds of excuses, get paid by the state to do it per child, all across the U.S. and Canada and elsewhere. And look at the perversions that happen in the homes that they put them into. I could read screeds and screeds of official stuff about this. This is what's running your, your, your world. And as everyone's become more and more and more degraded with all the entertainment that's meant to degrade you, you're not shocked at it anymore. You're not shocked at all. You have no empathy for the children anymore. In fact, that was one of the planks too, to, to absolutely, to make ch- women especially, to make them not even want to have children. More of them are flushed down the toilets today, and we all think that's normal. You've had it, folks. You've had it. You've all think you've got rights, really, to eliminate the population and the society, humanity itself, and then the rest of humanity has to pay for those rights. That's called communism. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>